Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wants championships. Pride and passion meet success. You gotta love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thank you for watching another live edition of the East West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me, like always, Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley. What's going on, guys? No theme music today for me. <laughs> man, what a fun week of football, man. Some crazy games, crazy finishes. Let's get into it. Yeah, I mean, crazy week 11 in the NFL. We, Of course, we, uh, we capped it off last night in the, in the Mexico City between the San Francisco 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. It wasn't really much of a game. Niners destroyed the Cardinals, and uh, now the Cardinals, they have a lot of questions. A lot is an understatement, I think. I mean, that Colt McCoy didn't play too bad. I know he threw it on my pick or whatnot. They, they sat him a few times. I think he started out pretty good. DeAndre Hopkins had, was DeAndre Hopkins. He had like nine catches for 90-something yards, I believe. Um, they, it was a pretty, pretty good game for the Cardinals. They stayed in for the most part, but then like later on in the second quarter, going into the second half, it was a complete blowout. What about the 49ers and all those weapons they got? Debo Samuel, Kittle, um, IU, McCaffrey. Let's not forget about Jennings, too. They got some guys offensive line. Jimmy G's playing good. Um, for Niners, they look like the Ravens. They look like a, a form of the Ravens from the AFC. They look they look really dangerous and good. And they're going to get some of those injured players back. Um, I think the corner, Chavaris Ward, he's playing some good ball. Nobody's won the, one of the most under-the-radar under signings this year was um, the um, 49ers signing Ward from the Chiefs. But they're playing some good ball over there. So it's good. That team is deep. They're young and they're talented. Well said. And like you said, I mean, hey, we're getting ready. We're getting ready for Thanksgiving, right? And of course, our special guest today, uh, West Coast. You know, we're, we're I know he's live right now, so we're waiting for him. See, see, and talk about some of the uh, Thanksgiving Day uh, games that we have. Yeah. With that being said, though, guys, what stood out to you guys the most in Week Eleven? Man, I'll, I'll let you go ahead first. <laughs> it's it's a mess, man. Like some teams are just a complete mess. Uh, just overall, like, I mean, I think we were talking about it. Is like, man, look look at the Jets situation. Even though they're six and four, like, man, what's going on with the quarterback situation there? I mean, that that's that's very uh, disarming. I mean, they they spent a very high draft pick on him. He looked very promising. Uh, <clears throat> the Colts, you know, they look like they kind of they want to be for reals. But, you know what I mean? The Eagles was a tough matchup for them. Are the Ravens really the team to beat? You know, uh, th- those are some of the questions just in the AFC. Uh, NFC East looks still strong. Like you said, Cardinals, man, I think uh, I think they, the Cardinals spent too much money on Kyler Murray, and he's not the answer for them. Uh, neither is the the head coach. Uh, and then it's up the Rams, man. I mean, they, they won the Super Bowl last year. So just shows you 
if you're if you're an Eagles fan, I'd be weary. I'd be asking Howie Roseman, "What are you doing, man? Are you going to lead us down the Rams path? You know, one Super Bowl and you're out." So, you know, it just it's it's just a ton of ugly game. There's just a a bunch of ugly teams. I mean, they're not even at 500 right now. So that kind of sums up Week 11. You know, going into Week 12 almost. I think what's up to me is the Kansas City Chiefs. That whole AFC West division built all their teams in the offseason to beat the Chiefs. The Raiders made made a lot of moves. Chargers spent a lot of money. The um, Broncos, boy, did they do a lot. But it seemed like um, the Chiefs, they did. They, they revamped the wide receiver. They revamped the offensive line court the year before because Tampa had and that D-line had tore them up in the Super Bowl. Then the next um, uh, next year, they revamped the wide receiver court. They got rid of some guys, brought in some new guys. And Mahomes, he's probably the leader, leader right now for the MVP, but they look fabulous. They, they look good. The Chiefs look real good. They look scary. They look, and their defense is playing so good. Um, I thought this was going to be the year. I, nobody, I don't think nobody picked the Chiefs to win the division. I know I did. I went with the Chargers, I believe. But I thought this was the year that Mahomes was going to take a step back. But, I man, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder, man. That, them, boys, them boys look good. Yeah, Pacheco, I mean, he looks really good at running back as well. I think he had his first 100-yard game, and uh, it was the first time the Chiefs running back had a 100-yard game since last year um, at the midway point, I want to say. But what surprised me the most was the Minnesota Vikings stunk it up at home against the Dallas Cowboys. We had talked about on the pregame that the Cowboys needed this game more than what the Vikings did, and uh, they sure did play like it. I mean, I can go for it first, right? Since I'm a part of Cowboys Nation. I mean, I mean, you know, we we heard Mike McCarthy break down everything. Uh, we even heard Kellen Moore break it down. Uh, for Mike McCarthy to explain, you know, you know that they had to do a self checklist, especially during the game and not so much after the game. That just shows you that Mike McCarthy understood that. Hey, man, it's do it's it's a must. It's a it's a must thing. We it, there's no what ifs or. You know, they, he just got he got his coordinators on the right. They he got everybody on the same page basically. He got Dan Quinn on the same page because, and Dan Quinn was under a lot of duress or not duress, but a lot of questions right about you know being able to stop the run on that defense. And I think Dan Quinn uh, he he was very clear. He says, man, sometimes you know you you have some people making uh, trying to make some plays that make leave some vulnerabilities on your defense. But yeah, I mean, the Cowboys really, uh, they, they answered the call and uh, I believe if they can stick to that script, uh, I think that they'll have a little bit, they'll find the success they need to, to push into the playoffs and they're getting, they're getting some players back healthy too. You know, Tyron Smith, I think Jerry Jones just said it today. Once he's ready to go, he's, uh, he's going to be playing left tackle for the Cowboys. I mean, he's, that, that promising rookie Tyler Smith is going to be kicked into left guard, and and looks like the offense mm-hmm. line is going to be one of the stronger shoots on the Cowboys team right now. Yeah, I think the Cowboys. Uh, that was total dominant. I did not expect. That. I actually thought the Vikings were going to win that game based off of the previous year had minutes how they got embarrassed without Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush went in uh, went down there in Minnesota one. But it seemed like the Vikings on uh, the Cowboys kind of had the Vikings. Well, they've had Kirk Cousins numbers whole career. But I just think uh, these, two, these two teams could see each other in the playoffs, and I think it would be very interesting. But it was probably one of the most dominant performances I've seen from a Cowboys team in a while. And I think for this season, it's probably the most dominant performance. Yeah, and how about the Lions going into MetLife Stadium and beating the Giants, a team that the Cowboys are going to play on Thanksgiving Day? Shocker, right? For lack of better terms, I mean, I think that was one of, that's one of the things with the Detroit Lions – 
Detroit Lions, they they just couldn't find a way to to close out these games, and you know their defense kind of stepped up and and found a way to make Daniel Jones, uh, or not Daniel Jones, but they found a way to make that offensive scheme uh, lopsided because I believe there's 46 passing attempts by Daniel Jones. Never want to see Daniel Jones passing that many times, and you know I know he's pretty gifted with his running, but they shut down Saquon. Uh, Daniel Jones was able to find some yards, but that's we've seen him do that all all season long. So we'll see, man. I mean, the the big test for the Giants is this Thursday, and uh, it's a big test for the Cowboys too. I mean, you're talking about you know separating yourself and and getting into like you said playoff seating. I want to talk about the New York Jets. Obviously, they had a very close game against the New England Patriots. Essentially, the the game was supposed to go into overtime. The Jets punt the ball. I want to say there was 26 seconds left, and the Patriots come back and you know score a touchdown. Now, with that being said, Zach Wilson and that offense, I believe they only had two yards in the second half worth of offense. This is not the first time that Zach Wilson hasn't looked good out there. And then even after the game, they asked him if he kind of took responsibility, you know, for the loss, and he said no. So if you're Robert Sala and he already came out in the press conference saying that essentially everything is on the table right now. He's not promising Zach Wilson to be the starting quarterback moving forward. But what do you guys think they should do at quarterback? Should they keep Zach Wilson? Should they play Joe Flacco? I mean, I mean, because look, this team, it, it's a good football team. It's a really good defense. Right now they're in the playoff chase, right? So with that being said, it's November the 22nd. What do you guys do? I'm hard-headed, so I would keep him in there. <laughs> I'm just a hard-headed guy. Obviously, we've seen Joe Flacco. I mean, he's had some good games, you know, this year too, right? Filling in for Zach Wilson. But, you know, Joe Flacco's not the future, man. And you need to make sure that Zach Wilson is your future because if not, you're going to have to make some uh, some tough decisions in the offseason because I'll tell you this, Zach Wilson – that offense is really holding back Zach Wilson. You know, I, I'm in my opinion, Zach Wilson was known to fling that thing around and here it's more of a run, a Russian attack. So, you know, it's kind of hard when you're, when you're, your your heart and your nature is to just let that air, you know, just let that, that ball just find some air and air it out. But obviously this offense is kind of holding them back. So I would stick with Zach Wilson, see if he can just, string some confidence, string some games together and see if they can flo- uh, close it out because I mean, you have an overachieving defense and, and uh, surprising surprising off, uh, offensive players that are making some plays. I agree with Jerry there. I would keep him in there because, I mean, what else? What do you have? You got Mike White on the bench. You got uh, Joe Flacco. They're not the future. I mean, you might, you're still in the playoff, right? You're still in the playoff picture. I think, I think they dropped down to number seven or eight. The um, pitch went up to six, I believe. But I think I think they'll be they'll be fine uh, for this year anyway. Just keep them in there, get as much out of them, and just and just play their season out with Zach Wilson as your starting quarterback. Yeah, I think you got to find out what you have in the kid, and he needs all the reps he he can get. Right, I mean he's still a young quarterback, but also because it's going to be a very interesting offseason as far as the free agency, what the quarterbacks go, because there's going to be a quarterback out there that's going to be a free agent that a lot of people thought he was not going to be on this current team, and I mean Jimmy Garoppolo. He just threw four touchdowns on Monday Night Football against the Arizona Cardinals. So each week, his price is just kind of going up. So, I mean, the Niners are now going to be in a situation where 
Yeah, Trey Lance is coming off an injury. He should be good to go by week one. But, I mean, what do you do? Do you resign Jimmy Garoppolo and admit your mistakes, or do you just let him go? Great questions. I mean, all all across the board. I mean, I think Arizona's kind of like in the same situation with Kyler Murray. So, I mean, it's tough, man. I mean, you know, it's a tough situation. But, I mean, at least you know those are options uh, come this offseason. And, and it looks like I think that he can make a good transition to the Jets. But, you know, if anything, I think Joe Douglas, that's a storyline to keep in the offseason because Joe Douglas does come from Howie Roseman's, uh, I don't want to say coaching tree, but I guess if you could say a general manager tree. Right? Football tree, just, you know, I guess. Uh, it like was that. under it was under Howie Roseman when Howie Roseman, you know, put together that Super Bowl championship. So, Obviously, if anything, we learned from Howie Roseman. He loves to use quarterbacks as his draft capital. So, if anything, he may have some draft capital with Zach Wilson. Like you said, maybe you can bring in Jimmy G, uh, you know, like through free agency and and maybe get a first round pick and continue to build that def- uh, that offense and defense up. I mean, they've they've I think they struck gold with Sauce Gardner. You know, um, there's they got some pieces over there. They got a solid team, especially on defense. I feel like for the future, for sure. Yeah, the Jets are built. The Jets can win right now. I think they're a quarterback away, and I think if Zach, I think Joe Flacco, they would have put Joe Flacco in. Joe Flacco probably could have won that game. That they, he could have made a couple of those to beat the Patriots. I think he's used to going. He, he, let's not let's not forget he was with the Baltimore Ravens. He's been down in New England. He's beaten them a couple of times, and we know about Joe Flacco. The Patriots do. I think Joe Flacco could have made a couple of those there. You know, just from a veteran perspective, Zach Wilson just. I don't know if it's – he just he's, – he's, I don't believe he's the guy familiar. And it seems like the Jets cannot get that quarterback position fixed. And, and, and you know that the defense is probably mad. You know they have to be mad. They played a great game, a great game. And then all they needed was a couple – I think if – I think they only they, – there was one for 11, I believe, on third down. They, it was bad. I think if you get just not even like three or four of them, you can win that game. Just get, get the team in position to get some field goals. Because New England couldn't score. They couldn't score. Just get some field goals. You maybe you win nine three instead of losing ten three. Yeah, no, one hundred hundred percent agree with you. All right, well, let's not waste any more time. Let's bring on our guest tonight, West Coast Cowboy. Yo, I want to say something real quick before I start. I apologize for my background. I thought I was going to be like on my show. I used my green screen and I could not get it to work. So it looks extremely ghetto behind me. So, hey, man, you ain't got to apologize, man. We I, could not figure out, I, I could not figure out how to freaking get the green screen up to work with this program. So I literally just put a thing up to go. Hey. So, oh, you're good, bad. man. What's going on, Cowboy? How you doing, man? Shoot, I'm good, man. How y'all doing, man? Man, good, man. We appreciate your time. I know, Absolutely, you, I know man. you're a busy man, man. So it's been a while. West Coast. Hey, I know, man. It's, it has been, man. We got to, you know what I'm saying? These Cowboys, man, be having, having me running all over the place, bro. But God <laughs> is good, man. God is good. You know what I'm saying? And you yeah, know, when, you, when you're winning, everything is always good. You know what I'm saying? God yeah, is always yeah. good when you're winning. You know what I'm saying? God is good. God is good. When oh, you lose, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, you know, hey, you know, you know, I couldn't have you here if I ain't if I ain't rock the hat you sent me. So you already know. So, hey, hey, yeah, you, I appreciate you, man. And hey, they're 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 universal, man. And I, I don't mean yeah. as mean as in guys can wear them and girls can wear them. They universal means any team can wear them. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> every team is a better team when you run the ball. That's that's just that's just yes, been factual. Sir. Hey, West Coast, so obviously the Cowboys coming off a big victory against the Minnesota Vikings, completely dominated the Vikings um, in Minnesota. 
they got a big game, big divisional game between the New York football giants. What do you think the keys are to victory for the Cowboys on Thursday? I mean, well, this is the thing. Like, if it wasn't – there's a – there's a couple factors that are making this game bigger than what it is. One, the Giants have a winning record for like the first time we've ever played them, other than when we play them week one and they're 0 0, because that's still considered a winning record. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the fact that it's on Thanksgiving, and we ain't won a Thanksgiving game in like five years. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, man, these are the same, I ain't gonna cuss, but this is the same bum ASS Giants, bro. Like, these are the same Giants. Like, the, like, the one thing I like about the Giants is this, man. At some point, they always go. They're the most consistent team in football because at some point, they're going to go back to being the Giants. <laughs> and to be honest with you, like, that's what you're seeing. That's what you're seeing. And, like, I try to show them a little bit more love because my boy, you know, my boy Jalen Smith plays for them. So I'm always trying to show them an extra little bit of love. But they just don't have, like, think about this. When they did win a Super Bowl, and this is just some, some random stuff. When they did win a Super Bowl, they were 9-7. and seven. So even then, it wasn't like they put it together and they built it. I don't really think that organization really knows how to go through a full season of success. So it's like, it was kind of doomed for like these losses to start coming. But it's like the Cowboys, man, we 8-1 and one versus them in the last, what, nine. Dak hasn't lost to the, to the Giants since he was a rookie. Like when Dak lost to the Giants, he was wearing bow ties. He didn't wear bow ties no more. You know what I'm saying? And he was wearing Adidas. He wear Jordans now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a lot has changed since the since the since the uh since the Giants beat us. So, you know, my biggest my biggest concerns are, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, since I know my team, the scariest games for me are after we have large successful stuff. Like we just don't we actually handle failure better than we handle success. Because I'm going to tell you this. After we after we lost to the, to um to Green Bay, bro, I don't give a damn who we was playing. I knew for a fact we were winning the next game because the Cowboys just do a really good job of just we're in the pits where everybody's against us. We gonna go in here, and it was on the road. It was just like it was too that that that's those are the type of games the Cowboys win. The type of games that we lose are the games where oh man, the Cowboys should go in here. They should blow these dudes out by twenty. We should be talking about the such and such game. Dak is gonna play to halftime, and then we go in there and you were up fourteen and you lose. You drop seventeen points in the fourth quarter. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you know, I I actually felt good about more good about that game, and and this Giants game is kind of like the same thing, man. This is more on us. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not I'm not really looking at the Giants to provide any, and I'm not trying to hate on them. I'm not trying to diminish my opponent, but just looking at, not at their record, at their team, the Dallas Cowboys are a better team than the New York Giants, period. Like on both sides of the ball, like I will never be afraid of a defense where the number one person on your defense that gets sacks is your D tackle, unless it's Aaron Donald. You know what I'm saying? If it's not Aaron Donald, I'm just not afraid of your defensive line. You know what I'm saying? Then, you know, when you look at their you look at their cornerbacks, you look at the going back from the DBs. One for the first thing, the Dallas Cowboys shouldn't even be throwing the ball a whole bunch. So I'm always my hope is always that they were running the damn ball anyway. So we should avoid any, you know, any onslaught of interceptions and things like that. But for the most part, man, the people that that give us the hardest problem in these Giants games is is the quarterback who decides to end up running. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and 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 like that second running back though, those are the two, those are the type of the the two players that I want to keep my eye on because I don't think that Daniel Jones has enough to beat the Dallas Cowboys, but as long as LVE is the middle linebacker of the Dallas Cowboys, 
you're always going to have action in that middle. That's just what it is, man. You're just, you're going to have action in that middle. So, And he kind of gave LVE the biz last time. So as long as the Cowboys don't get caught up in themselves, oh, this is Thanksgiving. We haven't won a Thanksgiving in four games. Oh, we just played a game four days ago. Like, bro, as long as we go out there and play no and like no excuse football, we should do what we do, and we should beat this team by like 20 points. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's just what it is. Like at at this point of the game, the Cowboys need to start identifying who they are. And that is you're the good team. Like I know people like to say that, oh, any given Sunday, you know, any team can win. Honestly, bro, that's what bad teams believe in. Good teams don't believe that, bro. Good teams believe that if we go and execute, we're going to win. Like you only hear that, oh, it's any given Sunday. Bad teams say that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But good teams know that if we play our game, we sh- the outcome should be that we should win. We may not blow the dudes out, but at the end of the day, we should have more points on the scoreboard than them. So for my team, that's how that's the mentality that we got to start. You just blew the, an 8-1 and one team out by freaking 37 points, bro. You cannot be looking at this Giants team thinking like, oh, you know, this is going to be a close. What? What? How can what? That makes no sense. So, yeah, I'm I'm saying this on Thanksgiving. The Dallas Cowboys should win by 14 points like you are clearly the better team. You know what I'm saying? And that's 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 really that's that's really my mindset on this. This whole game going through. I, I believe my team 100 percent is going to win. I, I just want to see in how the facet they're going to win. Like, are we going to play down to the competition or are we going to play up to the competition like we did for the Vikings? Um, yeah, I agree with you there, West Coast, on, um, on the way. I think y'all should um, beat them 14 points. I think that's that's a good number, whatnot. I want to switch it up a little bit. Uh, I've been noticing, you know, I turn into your lives about every day. I know you're not all in on the OBJ hype coming to Dallas. Why don't you, why don't, um, I'm not going to ask why you don't think it's a good fit, but. Why don't you? Why, why aren't you all in on it? I mean, why are you okay with what y'all have currently on the roster? Um, well, I mean, it's okay to ask me why I'm. I, I don't want Odell Beckham Jr. I, I don't want Odell Beckham Jr. in a Dallas Cowboy uniform. Um, and it's nothing against him, but it is actually against him. You know what I'm saying? Um, for, let's just let's just talk about it from a personnel standpoint. From a personnel standpoint, I believe OBJ is a talent. But this is the thing for any team. If I was any team. Not even the Dallas Cowboys. You, there are some concerns that you should be looking at with OBJ. First off, he's 30 years old, okay? Secondly, he's had the same injury on the same leg. Thirdly, he got hurt, and he wasn't even getting hit. I always get scared when players get hurt and they're not getting hit because if I hit you and you get hurt, that's understandable. Bro, if you're just running routes and making cuts and you get injured that way, well, I'm going to be requiring you to do that. That means you could theoretically get hurt at practice. You know what I'm saying? Because think about this. If you get hurt getting hit, they only hit at in the games. That means I only got to worry about you on, on the games getting hurt. But if you're out here cutting and making angles and routes and you're getting hurt, that means I have to look at you weird at practice. You know what I'm saying? Then I'm going to tell you this right here. If a man's house just caught on fire, there is no way in the world you're going to convince him not to get fire insurance. You want to know why? Because he just experienced that loss. How can someone talk to me about signing OBJ when I am looking dead at Michael Gallup? Now, I know Michael Gallup and OBJ shouldn't have anything to do with each other, but they have a lot to do with each other because I'm a man who you're trying to convince to give a guy money like I gave this guy, and I'm seeing this guy, Michael Gallup, who is younger. We don't even, we don't even got to care about the talent. talent. Well, let's not even talk about talent. 
I'm talking about his body is younger. So I would assume the person with the younger's body should be able to bounce back from an injury faster than a 30-year-old man. You know what I'm saying? And that's just facts. And I'm seeing if you're a Cowboy fan and you really watch the game, you know Michael Gallup is lightweight kind of. You know what I mean? Like he's still coming back. Like an example, Green Bay, Michael Gallup does a slant in the end zone, falls on his butt. And let's just be all real. If you're a Cowboy fan, you grabbed your heart because you didn't know if he was going to get up. Why would you want to invest in that twice? That makes no sense. And you got to, and I'm gonna, my, my, my biggest thing is this we are a run first team. I do not trust my offensive. Giving Odell Beckham in, um, to the Kellen Moore is like giving a, it's like giving a gun to a four year old. Like, do I think he's going to shoot himself? No, but I think there's a very, very high chance. Why? Because they're just not ready for that type of for that type of mature weapon. Like, give that to a Bellamy in, in Kansas City. Give that to a Buffalo. You know what I'm saying? Give it, give it to them dudes who have experienced that. Kellen Moore had Amari Cooper, Cedric Wilson, um, Michael Gall- a healthy Michael Gallup, a healthy CeeDee Lamb, and look what we did last year. We threw the ball when we shouldn't have been throwing, and we lost. We gave up 164 yards. Like, it, it just it doesn't that type of offense doesn't match the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I know it matches my offensive coordinator because that's what he wants to do. But for the team, it doesn't match. And then, the, and then think about this right now. The Dallas Cowboys are ranked sixth right now versus win rate as far as as in the run game. Well, we're ranked 32nd, fellas. There's only 32 teams in the NFL. We're ranked 32nd for pass win rate. And you're talking about adding something that's probably going to make us pass more. You know what that makes me feel like? That makes me feel like my offensive line is if you get off if you get OBJ, you'll probably give up more sacks too. Like I'm I'm like that 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 extreme dude. Like if if you get OBJ, you know what that also means? That means my offensive line has to block more. So that means what? That means they're all they're already bad blocking for 32 for 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 for, for 30 snaps. Imagine every week you trying to block for 47 and 48, bro. Dak's going to get killed. This offense can't handle that. It wasn't like, think about this. You got rid of Amari Cooper and theoretically, what did it do? It made you run the damn ball. So it's like, why would I be okay with anything that put, that takes this hat off my head? Nope. Not doing it. Not doing it. Nope. 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 It's not for us, man. Appreciate it, bro. we got a question. Says here, what team threatens the Cowboys more, the 49ers or the Eagles? By Javier Zuniga. Good question. I I will just because I'm picking those two teams, I will give you a team, but I will tell you the team that threatens uh, everything for us. The team that threatens out of those two teams, I would say the 49ers. Um, the Eagles, um, Dak Prescott seven and three versus them. The last two times that the Eagles beat the Dallas Cowboys, freaking Cooper Rush and Ben DiNucci were the quarterbacks. So obviously that doesn't count. Um, I, I don't have, I have no, I mean, you could probably call it a little arrogance, but I have no faith in, I don't have any faith in the Eagles. Like I won, I won $193 on the Eagles off a $2, not a $2, but off a $50 bet, you know, betting them when they were to lose that night. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? But I'm going to tell you this funny story of this. I won $193, but I also lost $50 what seven weeks straight because every week I was betting that they lost. <laughs> so, so you know what I'm saying? Like I really, you know what I mean? so I could be a biased, I, I could be a biased Cowboy fan, but I would say the 49ers simply because the 49ers are the one team in the NFL 
that I know when they play us, they're going to run the damn ball. And they brought in a quarterback that was not better than my quarterback. They put up 169 yards, and they sent our ass home. And then they went to Green Bay and did the exact same thing to the Green Bay Packers and sent they ass home. You know what I'm saying? So they believe in the run game. And then the last thing about the 49ers is they re they 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 re-strengthened their strength by when they got Christian McCaffrey. You know what I'm saying? Like, like how does a team that already runs the ball well go get Christian McCaffrey? Like, that's like some Dark Vader and God dang, um, who's some good villains? Dark Vader and the Sith. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching this, uh, I'm watching the uh Mandalorian with my kids, but imagine if these two dudes came together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like, hey, how about we both? And we, it took us two movies. In two movies, he whooped both our ass. So how about this? How about we just both come together and we go get him? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I see. How about an Al Davis and a Jerry Jones, right? Facts. <laughs> Facts. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's like, a, that's like those two coming together. Yeah. But the team that really, like, I ain't going to say they scare me, but the team that I feel – it, that the Cowboys would have to circle, but you're, you're going to get blessed because you get to play them is the Tennessee Titans, bro. Tennessee Titans, bro. Because, see, they're going to run the ball 30 times on you, and they're going to run the ball with you 30 times with Derrick Henry. Like, 15 runs with Derrick Henry is bad. And I know he's going to run, like, 30. That's the team. And you got to think like this. With a team like that, like, if they're going to forcefully run the ball with a, with a good running back, it almost – it kills our number one weapons on defense, and that's Micah Parsons. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is Micah Parsons doing when a team ain't throwing the ball? Tackling like everybody else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, and then, like, what is Trevon Diggs doing in a game like that? Tackling like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? So that's the that's the team that I circle. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe there's teams that are better than the Tennessee Titans in, in the NFL right now, but if I had to circle a team that I say is built – to give us problems that Tennessee Titans game, like for sure. You know, and that's because the Cowboys have a string of games that are not easy by any stretch of a match. So, you know, I think that that, like you said, they're a very tough team. And like you said, if you if they can get Derrick Henry going, I mean, there's no stopping them. I mean, and they're a tough team, right? Like I said, just to emphasize on that. But a couple, and, a couple and of things. I'm gonna tell you, this last thing I'm gonna tell you on that too is I am always afraid of a team. That is going which which has identified that running is their identity. Because you know what that means? When all hell breaks loose and they have no, and they're desperate, you know what they're gonna do? Run the damn ball on you. Yep. Those are the teams that scare me. Like teams that are like, we don't have nothing else in the world to do. Like Chicago, I'm gonna tell you, I'm I, I I'm saying this now because I want to be smart two years from now. Chicago's gonna be a good team in like two years. You wanna oh, yeah. know why? Because they forcefully run the ball. Even when they were down 20 to us, what did they just kept doing? Running right. it. Why? Because that's all they knew. The pass game will come, bro. The passing will come. You know what I'm saying? But a team that's like, bro, no matter what, we're gonna run the damn ball. Yeah, that's that's a little intimidating because my team can't stop the run. Well like, said. All facts too. Um, I have a couple of questions, and and uh, I hope I hope you have a little bit of time. But what did, what did you think when you saw Jason Peterson at left tackle and Tyler Smith at left guard? I think it made sense because you know I was one of the guys that was kind of I ain't gonna say I was against it, but I was against Tyler Smith moving to tackle. I just wanted to leave my guard. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, it didn't make no sense, especially when you have Jason Peters here. You know what I'm saying? And we all knew that you know, that Tyron Smith was going to come back at some point. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like it, it you know, I, I, I was always, I'm always on upside. You know, I think 
that that Tyler Smith is a better guard than um, than Connor McGovern. You know what I'm saying? And I think, you know, part of the reason why, you know, you see Ezekiel Elliott's runs aren't as explosive as Tony Pollard's is because, you know, there's a there's there's a different there's a difference you're going to get when you have that guard play. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you also got to think like this when when Tony Pollard here recently, but for the most part, Tony Pollard isn't really running against stacked boxes. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because he has the ability to catch a wheel route and go 80 freaking yards. So because of that, you got to kind of have your what safety kind of out the box playing that zone too. But with Zeke Elliott, Zeke doesn't have that same threat. So what happens? They load the freaking box up. You know what I'm saying? So what do you need? You need a freaking nasty ass guard down there that can that can blow that crap up. And Connor McGovern's not that guy. So like when Tyler's when Tyron Smith comes back, I think for one, the um, the passing is gonna get better. You know what I'm saying? That whole side over there is gonna get better. So your pass protection is gonna get better. And then I think your running ability is gonna get better. But to answer your question, they had to do it now. And it also was good to see because it lets me know that Tyron Smith is is coming back sooner than later because they're already getting Tyler Smith, you know, getting him ready to get back in that position. So I like it. And that kid's going to make a ton of money. So when it comes to get paid, he's going to make a ton of money. You know, especially if you can play both positions well, you're going to make a lot of money doing that. Well said, because I believe it was Jerry Jones who announced it today that Tyron will get his left tackle position back when he's ready, when he's cleared. Yeah, and everybody, man, I'm going to tell you, my inbox is crazy. I have probably 60-some inbox. Oh, West Coast, they're going to mess up his development, his development. I'm like, bruh, we're ranked 32nd. Nothing's being developed. <laughs> like, you can't be worse, bruh. Like, when you, and I'm going to tell you this right here, right? This is what I believe wholeheartedly. The first eight games of the season are for development. Bruh, once you hit week nine, it's winning time, bruh. Screw that crap. If you ain't developed by then, put the guy in who can play right now, bruh. Like, it, like the, the first games of the season, now we developed that crap at the beginning of the season. Bro, it's winning time now. It's about to get cold, man. Like, it's time to start It's It's, it's time to start figuring out where are we going? Is we going to do this? Are we going to be doing that? Nah, that develop, miss me with that develop crap, bro. If you ain't developed by now, it's not going to happen, bro. I see you in training camp. Develop that in training camp. It's winning season. It's winning time right now. Facts, man. I, you know, I will say this. I'm going to add just to what you said, man. I really like Terrence Steele, man. I what he does for the Hell running, yeah. Wow, he about to get paid too. He about yeah, to get paid next. He gonna get paid next year too. They need to do it now because he's gonna be too much money next time. But yeah, anyway, getting back, Cowboys gonna pay him though. Cowboys, there's there's no because you don't you. I mean, it's gonna work out for his favor by the Cowboys. I mean, if 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 he was on the New England Patriots, they would pay him right now. Let me ask you a question. I have a couple actually, but Tony Pollard, are, are we going to resign him? Man, I'm going to tell you this. I, 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 you got to break that into two questions. Do I think the Cowboys resign him? Honestly, no. Oh. Do I think do do I think you should resign him? Yes, hell yeah, you resign him. Dude's your leading receiver. He's like damn near your leading receiver. He's your leading rusher. He's your leading big play guy. You know what I'm saying? And I'm a I'm a huge Zeke guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think a team like the Miami Dolphins, I think a team like shoot New England Patriots, a team like uh, Kansas City Chiefs, a team like the Jets. Teams that don't really care if they're they're running back pass blocks, those teams are going to be willing to pay Tony Pollard. 
And it's like when those type of teams get involved, man, we're not going to outbeat those dudes. And Jerry Jones is like Jerry Jones is one of those dudes where he feels like like since I drafted you, you should give me a discount. Because remember, I gave you I'm the one who brought you into the league. But what Jerry Jones doesn't understand, like if you didn't draft him, somebody else would have. You know what I'm saying? So like and in 2022, you can't say that to these kids. You know what I'm saying? You can't tell them I gave you an opportunity. Like, no, you didn't. If you wouldn't have drafted me, somebody else would. So it's like these new kids, you can't just tell them that. And I don't think, like, you think, like, my thing is this, Jerry, you think they don't, you think they didn't want to keep Cedric Wilson? I believe they did. I believe so too. But then the pride aspect was like, bro, I'm not about to chase after a guy I drafted. So I think there's going to be some teams that are going to see Tony Pollard the way I've been seeing him for the last three years. And that is as a, cause I saw him as a Randall Cobb. My first video I ever said, I said, I think Tony Pollard can be the next Randall Cobb. Then when Randall Cobb fell off, he, when he fell off, I, that's when I started saying he was, he could be the new, the next Debo. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you know, Tony Pollard, if he's smart, he should be trying to get slot or wide receiver money. Cause running back money is nothing. Like that's nothing. That's, that's $10 million. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Tony Pollard, if I'm him, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get wide receiver money. So if he tries to get in that, I don't think the Cowboys, I don't think because you got to think like this. You should, we just said we got to pay Terrence Steele. You got to and are you gonna then let Dalton Schultz walk? You know what I'm saying? Like you just you can't do it. And and I'm gonna tell you like this, Jerry, if you get Odell Beckham, where is all this money coming from? <laughs> the, the salary cap that we we still have some salary left over, but like you said, we need to preserve that for our our own, right? Uh, because uh, you gotta you gotta put Trey Diggs up there. You got to get paid again. Uh, you got J. Ron Curse, that you got Donovan Wilson. Well, J. Ron, was, I, I believe J. Ron was. Oh, yeah, J. Ron was two years. I'm sorry. He so we got we got some time to kill with him. But like you said, dang, it's gonna be real real tricky. So I just was one of those things where I was asking, is Tony Pollard a priority signing in the offseason? I think I believe that's why I said I believe like I don't believe that the Cowboys like the more he does these spectacular plays on the NFL game and think about this. What if Tony Pollard goes dumb on Thanksgiving? Brad, the whole world is going to be watching. (laughs) Yes, it is. You know what I'm saying? And it's like sometimes it's not really about how many plays you make. It's really about when you make plays. Like nobody knew who Malcolm Butler was until he what? Well, don't don't get me wrong, Kendall. Nobody you knew Malcolm Butler. Was. You know what I'm saying? But we didn't know who Malcolm Butler was until he intercepted a ball in the end zone in the in the Super Bowl. Next thing you know, he's getting there's a there's a there's a there's people trying to give him all this type of money. You know what I'm saying? So it's like sometimes it's about when you make plays. And Tony Pollard has made some plays on the biggest in some of the biggest moments in some of these games. So it's like. There's going to be a team that's going to be like, oh, what if he what if he really it? What if the Cowboys just didn't use him right? Because because, you know, you know, it's like it's like every guy who gets a girl that's been with another dude. You're like, well, maybe maybe she was just a bad girl for him for him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's going to be good for me. You know what I'm saying? So that's why that's why I believe like I believe. And the last thing I say about Tony Pollard, name me a, an offensive player that's probably going to be a bigger free agent than him. There's not going to be an, an offensive player that's not that's going to be a big because everybody got paid this year. So it's like Tony Pollard is going to be he's probably going to be the number one offensive player on free agency. I don't see how the Cowboys. I don't see how they. I don't see how they do it, bro. And you got to sign CD Lamb the next year. 
And Trevon Diggs. And Trevon Diggs. Great point, but, hey, great problems to have. I, I, there's a bunch of teams out there that would wish they had these problems. But I'll tell you this, give heads off to Will McClay, uh, even Stephen Jones. But, anyways, my last my last one, and we'll end it with this, right, because I've, I've kept you for a long time. The reason the Cowboys Nation is hated so much is because every year is our year. And as we're getting closer this year, it's our year again, right? Am I wrong or am I right? Yes, and I'm going to tell you this. I would never follow a team or be a fan of a team where you didn't believe that you could win it all every single year. I'm going to ask you a question. The Boston Boston Celtics, they won 11 championships in a row, right? Yes. Do we honestly think that championship number seven, they was like, damn, bro, I wish we would lose in the finals. Why? Because this winning championship, this is just getting old and boring. Like, bro, nobody gets tired of winning championships. You know what I'm saying? So it's like your goal, you're like, like I would like that. I think that's what honestly separates my my fans from everybody else is because our expectation, even if we won the Super Bowl last year, is that we're going to what? Win it this year. And then when this season's over, we're going to win it next year. So it's like I actually think that's a really good thing because it's like, could you imagine being a fan of a team where your expectations, it, the season ain't even started and they don't expect for you. They're not even talking Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Like being a Cleveland Browns fan, like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, I couldn't, like a fan, and as being a fan, you're supposed to be fanatical because that's what it's short for. So it's like I think, I think the Cowboys got it right in that aspect. Like every single year, no matter what happens, this is our year. You know I will. I will say this: the the window's wide open right now. I say, at hell least, yeah! I think it's at least three seasons for sure. Uh, we got three seasons where it's wide open, uh, where we can actually make a strong push. I think Kendall's giving uh, the Cowboys uh, his nod for a complete team, head to toe. You know, rotational players and all that good stuff. But my question is, if we don't get to the Super Bowl, or let's say we don't win the Super Bowl. Is will 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 Mike McCarthy be back as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? Yes, because I'm gonna tell you why. Okay, their measurement of success is different from ours. To be a because you got to think like this: if you ask the common Dallas Cowboy fan, was last year a success? Most people are gonna say no. No, it was not a success. Why? Because we didn't win the Super Bowl. But we got to remember, coaches aren't actually paid to win Super Bowls. Because if a coach was actually paid to win a Super Bowl, no coach would take a job. Because that is such an unguaranteeable thing that you can do. Like, why would you? Why would you? Why would you guarantee a person perfection? Like the ultimate goal. It's more like that's not actually what you're getting paid to do. Because think about this: even when teams win Super Bowls, you know it's the team. It's it's the actual NFL that actually pays their salaries for those games. So they're not even actually getting paid to be in the playoff games. The NFL's paying those. So like, if if the Cowboys don't win a Super Bowl, no, I think they'll. I think they will still be I think you could still measure him as a successful coach because like think about this if you say you say you say you get to just get to the first round of the playoffs and lose and we're not talking about the Cowboys we're talking about another team because I don't jinx my team so say the Cleveland Browns hired Mike McCarthy in his first season he won six games then in his second season he wins 12 games and lo- 12 and 5 and loses in the first round of the playoffs his second season, he goes 12 and 5, losing the first round of playoffs. When you're sitting down with your owner, bro, there's no way he can tell you you're fail. You've won 70% of the games that you've won. You know what I'm saying? So it's like 
to a to an organization to an organization that's not failure. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not failure. Now to the fans, that's considered failure. Why? Because we didn't win the Super Bowl. But to Jerry Jones, like I don't think you can fire a coach in three years and took you to the playoffs two times. I don't I, I don't think there's any coaches out there that like that right now. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think there's two, I mean, except for Kansas City, maybe. Great point. That's a great point. Like, like I don't, yeah. So I don't I think they're and then like imagine being imagine getting fired. After going to the playoffs back to back season, you only and you only been you've been in a seat, you've been to you imagine being fired, you've been there three years, you've been to the playoffs two years, and you've had you've won 12 plus games in, in th- two of those years, and they fire you. Imagine what would you tell the next guy? Like the next guy, you would literally have to tell him, Dak, Dak has been out twice. Thank you. And think about this, and think about this, Kendall. Oh my god, bro, that's a phenomenal point from a from, god damn. That's a, from, think about this the one losing season that you had, you only had your quarterback four games. How can you fire me, bro? Like when you when I have my quarterback, I win almost all of my games. Like almost all of my games. Like he's literally like think about this. Like he lost five games with Dak last year, and he lost how many games with this with Dak this year? Three. So and then and then he only lost one game into with Dak Prescott. Oh my God, Mike McCarthy's only lost nine games with his starting court. No, you can't. And off the top of my head, just because my math is good, Mike McCarthy should be 16, 17, 17. There's fifty total games that Mike McCarthy has played. Fifty. There's fifty games he could have coached up to now. Mike McCarthy currently right now is thirty and twenty. I just did that math right now in my head. He's thirty and twenty as of today with the Dallas Cowboys. And think about this. Out of twenty of those losses, ten of nine of them, Dak wasn't even a starting quarterback. I mean, only Dak was not was a starting quarterback in only nine of those. No, you can't fire that guy. You can't fire him. Jeremy Castaneda says, "Good point." So, can't the, fire him. yeah, he lo- he loves it. Well, the thing is, West Coast is that you know you're a part of Cowboys Nation just like I am, and we hear about the champagne conspiracy theories out there. That's why I have to ask you, man. Yeah, and, 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 and you know what the you know the, the, the crazy thing about it is people want to fire people want to fire Mike like um, like imagine 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 being with a girl you meet a girl and you'd be like yeah my ex my ex-boyfriend he bought he paid my rent like he 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 paid my car note he paid my my you know he t- opened the door you know he, he 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 brought me lunch every day to school like bro imagine he, uh, this laundry list of all this stuff your ex did bro I'm like yeah I'll kick it with you, but bro, I ain't doing all that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Imagine being a coach sitting in an interview room like, damn, you fired this dude after he did all that? Like, I don't know if I want this job. I'm basically going to have to win a Super Bowl year one or I should be fired after the after one year. So, no, I don't – that's not even good business. Like, I think Mike McCarthy has – unless this season just, like, tanks just flum and we don't go to the playoffs, no. He, he doesn't get hired. He doesn't get fired. A great point. If anything, I think what would happen, I think, is that he would have to revisit uh, the Kellen Moore situation and maybe get a little bit more involved with the with the actual play calling. So, great point, West Coast. Thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah, Mike McCarthy gonna have to like, like at the end of the season, he's going to, like, he's gonna have to assert himself because Kellen Moore might be the reason he eventually does get fired. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, West Coast, well, appreciate your time. Uh, real quick, where can our uh, listeners and viewers uh, follow you on social media? 
shoot, man, anywhere, anything on social. I mean, I, I didn't monopolize the West Coast brand. So any type, anything in West Coast Customs, they don't even do cars no more. So anywhere, where with them. So all you got to do is type in West Coast Cowboy, bro. West Coast Cowboy. And it, it's going to come up on Twitter, on uh on Twitter, on Instagram, West Coast Cowboy, IG, West Coast Cowboy, YouTube, IG, um, West Coast Cowboy, everywhere, man. Reddit, West Coast Cowboy, don't matter, man. West Coast Cowboy, I'm up everywhere, man. All right, West Coast, appreciate it. Thank you, everyone out there, for watching and listening. We'll talk to you guys on Thanksgiving. Have, have a good night. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric Acid. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid.